Hello, everybody. We are talking about we are talking about eliminating VRA blueprints for all today. So uh, my name's Brett Rath. I'm uh, been with Sheets for 15 years. I'm basically a, a big tech geek. Uh, I work on all kinds of different things, not just VMware, but uh, love speaking about this stuff. Uh, excited to get started here. Uh, Jason Williamson is my name. You might know me better as Admin Willie on Twitter, on GitHub, on pretty much everything. I got 14 years with Sheets. Uh, started as a computer tech, went to Windows Administrator, VMware Administrator, and now Buzzword Administrator. Automation, you know, DevOps, the whole cool thing. And uh, I was honored with the expert for the first time this year. So uh, one thing we wanted to show you first is... Before you get started, oh, I want to tell them what a sheet yes. is. So, so does anybody have a My Sheets card? Okay, you get to start. Grab a goodie and pass it down. <laughs> yeah, so she, Sheets is a convenience store, East Coast, Pennsylvania, five other states. Uh, been around since the 50s. Uh, we got about 600 stores, so if you're ever on the Eastern Seaboard, you'll probably run into one of our big red red uh, canopies and see us from the highway. So, so we, we made an initial deployment, a 1.0 of VRA, just for a server build, and it was messy. Um, what you see here is just a fraction of the blueprints that we had built just to deploy virtual machines. So if it was a SQL Server box versus an IIS server, whether it was prod test dev, everything started with a different blueprint. Um, and it usually worked, the customer usually got what they wanted, but it, would, it was starting us down a bad path and we didn't want to continue. So one of the things we started with was a form that was based out of the box, no custom, no custom forms available in this version. Uh, so the, the user had to really know what they were asking for. And as we all know, a lot of times people that need servers don't know all the specifics. They just you know read what was in the release notes for their application. So we wanted to make that a lot better and take as little input as possible from the customer. So we knew that we wanted this to be very minimalistic. We wanted to get as much as we could from the customer, or as little as we could from the customer. Just extract exactly what they need, and we wanted to generate the rest. And we wanted to cut down from this to this. Everybody that needs a server just starts with the single, I need a server blueprint, and we'll work from there. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we were sure we wanted was, as Willie said, we wanted as little um, little input from the end user as possible, generate it. We started with this, this form, asking for CPUs, memory, storage, all kinds of information that most of the users don't know that we would have to fill in or correct later. So we went ahead and said, this is our goal. We're going to start with one form. We're going to ask some simple things, make sure that they can fill it out, that um, that we do all the heavy lifting on the back end. Uh, it was a lofty goal. We didn't know if we could actually accomplish it because everything we'd seen was you have to have all these different blueprints for what you want. But we started down that path and we got there. We asked for various things. And as you can see, it's a lot simpler, a lot more user friendly. We wanted to do uh, the nice clarity UI justice uh, and actually try to make it as easy as on the eyes as possible. So we knew that we had set a lofty goal. We knew that this wasn't going to be our all day, every day job. Uh, it was going to be tough. It was going to take a lot of time. We were going to have to learn a lot of new stuff. We were right. It took a long time and we had to learn a lot of stuff. 
So one of the things we found very quickly was that uh, vRealize Orchestrator was the foundation for most of what we were going to do. While vRealize provided, or automation provided the front end and a lot of the service broker functionality that got the inputs back to the back end, all the work was happening behind the scenes, whether it be within Orchestrator in the native JavaScript or if we needed to call other tools like uh, PowerShell or Python or even batch scripts that were, we were given. We heavily leaned on what was provided by our vendors. So what you see here is actually something that Infoblox provided to us. It's how we obtain an IP address and register the DNS entry uh, directly with our IPAM. I didn't want to have to go write this by hand. Luckily, Infoblox did the hard work for us. All we had to do was import the module and feed it the variables that it was looking for. And then we found actions. So a lot of the things that are done in the custom form to, to be able to get them to um, basically do what we're asking and to, to do a lot of the uh, work behind the scenes, we had to use actions. So as something is input into a field or a drop-down item is selected, it all gets pushed back to an action and various other variables are set or um, information is returned back to the form dynamically. So we can present back you know, is this a valid host name? Is this already used as a host name? You know, how, do you really want to have 24,000 cores? You know, we need to be, you know, interactive, if you will, and dynamic, so. Another thing that we require at our, uh, in our shop is when you build a server, you have to tell us the maintenance window. We no longer build, you know, 24 by seven servers. We didn't want to, you can see from the list there, we have a ton of windows around the clock. We've got to be flexible for the applications. Nobody wants to maintain this list by hand. So what we did instead was we wrote an action to pull the, or I'm sorry, a workflow, to pull the information from our uh, patching system that then populates this dropdown for us so that the user just picks their window and then VRO on the back end will configure that machine to be, uh, to have that maintenance window. So one of the things we, we were uh, most worried about is how are we gonna populate that list? Are we gonna do it manually by hand and keep up with the hundreds of windows we have? Um, so what we decided to do was use a workflow to create and pull down all these um, maintenance windows from our patching system, which are labels. Um, but we pull those down nightly, make sure they're up to date, and then what we do is we create created files on the back end and store those in our code repository, and we use that to uh, we use a workflow to also push those files onto the specific servers, and the agents that are installed can read those, so the patching agent can read them as well as other things. So one of the big things was Splunk. We use Splunk for a lot of our monitoring and that agent is reading the maintenance windows. So that way we don't have to worry about saying manually, what time is this gonna patch? Don't alert and spam the admins at this time. It's all done automatically. It reads it in and alerts are turned off during that time period. So one of the last things that really clicked for me was how do we bring this together? How do I do how do I do the work in VRA, do the work in VRO, and get those things united cleanly? And what we found is the event broker. Uh, the event broker logs all the events that happens in VRA, and then what you can do is create a subscription based on criteria. So every time we build a machine, as soon as it's provisioned, we use a subscription for all of our post-provisioners, which are our workflows in VRO, 
to install asset management agents. Um, we can install our antivirus and other post items uh, in that way. So uh, as you can see, I'm not going to read through the list. We've done a lot of things with it. Um, one of the current things we're working on is integrating with our password vault. So as we provision new users, say on a Linux system, that user gets a dynamically generated password that is controlled by the password vault. Uh, we're going to uh, and add those systems, you know, those users to systems, put people in admin groups or service accounts in admin groups that need it, mapping drives, mounts, decommissions, and then we're going to be done with servers and we're going to move on to network devices and store devices and everything else we can possibly think of is coming we just don't know when yet <laughs> um, so this is kind of how you can find us uh, we're going to put this presentation some of the code out on the github um, you can find me at pr uh, pa underscore sre on twitter i have a blog that is empty if you'd like to look at nothing uh, also you can email us <laughs> yep i'm like i said admin willie on everything but email you can uh, remember that i'm the beard at sheets.com and that's us thanks <laughs>